1: A lot is at stake with this show. If your performance isn't accurate, you could ruin someone's life. As a fight for survival begins.
2: I'm going to get out of here one way or the other.
1: I'm Jared Hall from Entertainment Weekly, and here's what to watch this weekend. Friday, July 15th through Sunday, July 17th. We are counting down the weekend's top five must-see picks from TV and movies. But first, your entertainment headlines. Constance Wu returned to social media Thursday after a three year hiatus, during which time the Hustlers and Crazy Rich Asian star says she attempted suicide after enduring backlash to a series of tweets she made about her ABC sitcom Fresh Off the Boat. In a statement posted to Twitter, Wu wrote, quote, I was afraid of coming back on social media because I almost lost my life from it. Three years ago, when I made careless tweets about the renewal of my TV show, it ignited outrage and internet shaming that got pretty severe. I felt awful about what I'd said, and when a few DMs from a fellow Asian actress told me I'd become a blight on the Asian American community, I started feeling like I didn't even deserve to be alive anymore, that I was a disgrace to Asian Americans and they'd be better off without me. Looking back, it's surreal that a few DMs convinced me to end my own life, but that's what happened. Luckily, a friend found me and rushed me to the ER. Wu called the ordeal a scary moment that made her reassess her life and said she wanted to share the news with her followers to open pathways to healing in the aftermath. You can read her full statement at EW.com. Pim Badgley says he got some eye-opening advice from the directors on his popular series, You, on how to make some very specific scenes, quote, less creepy. During a conversation about the rise of Onset Intimacy Coordinators on the latest episode of his Podcrushed podcast, the actor revealed that he's been given the... Uh, Interesting, director's note, every time he's filmed a masturbation scene for the lifetime Turn netflix series in which he plays an obsessive stalker named Joe. He explained to co-host Sophie Ansari and Navala Kavilan and the episode's guest, his former Gossip Girl co-star Chase Crawford, quote, they say like, close your eyes or go faster or go slower. I'm like, what? This man is f- murdering people and he's masturbating in the street. You're saying I'm making it creepy? How is it I'm the one making it creepy? And he's not wrong, to be honest. But elsewhere in the episode, Crawford talks about his own intimate scenes with sea creatures on the boys and the two reminisce about their Gossip Girl days. Season four of You is currently in production with Joe and his antics heading to London. Speaking of sex, Sex Education will be missing a key couple when it returns for Season 4. Tanya Reynolds, who plays student-slash-alien erotica author Lily, is exiting Netflix's high school comedy-drama. This development comes after news that another beloved character, Patricia Allison, who plays Lily's girlfriend, Ola, is also departing the series. Here's some news to scream about. Ready or Not star Samara Weaving is ready for an appointment with Ghostface. Weaving and Tony Revolori, known for the Grand Budapest Hotel and the recent Spider-Man movies, have both joined the cast of the sixth Scream movie, the latest movie in the slasher film franchise, quote, continues with the four survivors of the Ghostface killings as they leave Woodsboro behind and start a fresh chapter. All other plot details are being kept under wraps for now. The sixth Scream film is scheduled for a March 31st, 2023 theatrical release. And Tom Brady just scored several extra points for his new Hollywood movie, 80 for Brady. The NFL superstar has recruited his former New England Patriots teammates, Rob Gronkowski, who followed Brady to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers in 2020, as well as Julian Edelman and Danny Amendola for supporting roles in the upcoming film, which also stars Jane Fonda, Lily Tomlin, Sally Field, and Rita Moreno. For more on all of these stories, plus other news, reviews, interviews, and more, head on over to EW.com. Put some spring in your step. Our number five pick is the season finale of Trixie Motel. The Discovery Plus show has seen drag superstar Trixie Motel renovate a Palm Springs motel into a pink paradise with everything from a space-themed room to a heart-filled honeymoon suite and a cowgirl-themed room. She's done it all with the help of some special guests, including Leslie Jordan, Lisa Vanderpump, and Iggy Azalea. Here is a bit of what happened last time when Trixie's budget appeared to be drying up in the hot desert sun. $50,000? We are gonna be in the red very soon. I do
2: look great in red, but that's not important right now. I don't know where we're gonna get this money. A Trixie Mattel yard sale, perhaps? Am I gonna be halfway up a stripper pole begging for soggy singles again? Rios wasn't kidding. There are so many men here now. We're getting our fresh concrete pool deck and the new roof. Leftover tile from the pool is going on the bench so it's matchy-matchy, and it's using money we've already spent. I think that counts as saving. And the sign is being freshened up. It's gonna be painted pink, and the right name will be on it, I hope. The concrete deck wasn't always the fantasy, but painted with pink color blocks, it's chic as hell. Inside the check-in area, custom tile is going down, and for a small space, it's getting a lot of love, but this is a common area that every guest will see, so it has to be on point. Philip has been behind all of these special elements, and they're really coming together.
1: Well, for the finale, Trixie welcomes someone who knows a thing or two about running a motel, Emily Hampshire, a.k.a. Stevie from Shit's Creek. Everything is truly coming together, y'all. See how the final fantasy turns out on the season finale of Trixie Motel, streaming now on Discovery+. It's time for another epic adventure, because Blood and Treasure is back. On our number four pick, the adventure series team's antiquities expert Danny McNamara and former master thief Lexi Vaziri, traveling the world looking for treasure. The pair is after the spirit banner of Genghis Khan in what is shaping up to be a thrilling season two. Hear more about this year's quest in this clip from the season premiere.
3: Danny, wait! What in the hell
0: is the soul of
2: Genghis Khan? It was also called the Spirit Banner, the greatest relic from the Mongolian Empire. About six feet high with braided horsehair hung in a ring at its top, bound in gold. And Genghis Khan carried it with him into every battle. And when he died, it was said that his spirit entered the banner. Right. Hitler and Stalin both went after it. Stalin apparently got it during the Soviet occupation of Mongolia in the late 1930s. From there, it disappeared. So two of the worst people in history were obsessed with the same artifact, and now somebody new wants it. Exactly. Great. Need to talk to the general of the Carabinieri, see if he's open to making a deal with wait, Reese. Wait, wait, what makes you think that wasn't all just a load of rubbish? Well, if it is, he gets nothing. But whoever attacked the Vatican who almost killed Chuck, they left a calling card with that symbol. You don't do that if it's a one-time thing.
0: So whoever this is, it's just getting started.
1: Now, season one of Blood and Treasure mixed history and fiction to create an Indiana Jones-like summer blockbuster for television. In season two, the show is turning up the dial on the adventure. Here is star Matt Barr on how this season compares to the first. We just improved on the formula. You know, it's bigger, it's better,
2: it's streamlined. It's it's bolder. Um, the visual palette is very different. You know, season one was that you know sandy, golden North Africa, you know Egypt, Morocco, and this is the lush jungles of Southeast Asia and the blue turquoise, um, um, you know, island waters and the dark caves. So, um, I think it's I think it's it's a richer season. And again, we just amped up the action, you know, something I love about the show in general is we don't use green screens hardly ever. So, you know, we got some of the best stunt performers on earth, you know, we shot this on three continents and, you know, we're on top of skyscrapers and we're blowing up, you know, stuff from the jungle and, um, you know, having boat chases through, you know, these, these, you know, towns in Thailand, it's, uh, these floating markets in Thailand. So, um,
1: We just had to to up the ante. And we are ready for it. Blood and Treasure Season 2 premieres with two episodes this Sunday on Paramount+. Canadian country singer Lindsay L. has plenty of heartwarming ballads, and she is setting out to write an extra special song for a hometown hero on the PBS series American Anthems. Check your local listings for Friday's new episode. But when she's not singing and songwriting, what is she loving on TV? Well, we found out when we asked her what you watching.
3: I love so many shows right now. Um, I'm super into My Next Guest Needs No Introduction with David Letterman. He always has such incredible guests on that show, and they have such amazing conversations. Um, I'm really into Love is Blind. The concept from even just the first season of Love is Blind, just racked my brain. Can you fall in love with your soulmate, with somebody that you will get engaged to without ever seeing them? Um, I love the second season. I've been really enjoying that show. I also love The Circle. Such a crazy concept, but, um, but so entertaining to watch. I'm also really into Dope Sick, I think it's, it's fascinating. It's just so fascinating. What an incredible series. As well as Nine Perfect Strangers. Nicole Kidman can do no wrong in my opinion. She is just stunning in everything that she does. But, um, but I love Nine Perfect Strangers. And I think it's, it's such a good series. So that's what I'm watching. I'm watching so many things. I love shows right now. They're just so inspiring. There's so much good content out there. Number.
1: are taking a trip to the marshlands for our number three pick this weekend, the premiere of Where the Crawdads Sing. The new film is from director Olivia Newman, and it's produced by Reese Witherspoon. It stars Normal People's Daisy Edgar-Jones as Kaya, a young girl who's abandoned and left to fend for herself in a North Carolina marsh. She becomes resourceful and fearless, raising herself to survive all on her own. But brief love affairs with her one-time friend Tate Walker and then the town quarterback Chase Andrews leave her heartbroken. Here is a preview.
2: I have, like you, heard the tall tales told about the Marsh girl. An abandoned child. I had a family once. They called me Kaya, A little girl surviving in the Marsh on her own reviled and shunned
0: hello miss kyle
1: i hear y'all by muscles
0: sometimes i feel so invisible i wonder if i'm here at all
2: you are i think you're gorgeous
0: i want to get to know you better There's no fingerprints on the railing, great stuff. No, no fingerprints?
2: Being isolated was is one thing. Being hunted, quite another. You didn't
3: see me here. The Marsh girl, she killed him.
2: I know you have a world of reasons to hate these people.
3: No, I never hated them. They hated me. They harassed me. more no, they never did see
2: you want me to beg for my life, I won't. They're not deciding anything about me.
3: I
1: never,
2: never In spite of everything trying to stomp it out, life persists. Only Way out yonder, where the crawdads sing, the marsh knows one thing above all else.
3: Every creature does what it must to survive.
1: Now, Kaya is a resilient character, one that stays strong even after she's been abandoned and beaten down by those she loved and nature itself. Here is Daisy Edgar-Jones during EW's Around the Table with the cast about her character's journey.
2: Her resilience is one that I think, like, it's incredible what we, you know, how we can bounce back from things. And she has so many knocks, but she keeps going and she... You know, ultimately becomes really self reliant, and I think one thing I love about her is how underestimated she is, and I, and despite that, she thrives. And I think it's really amazing to see, particularly women represented in that way of being incredibly under, like on un, you know underestimated, and yet still managing to push through. And and you know, ultimately, like she's she you know she thrives.
1: Oh, well, not easy when you're suspected of murder. See what comes of all the mysteries in the marsh where the crawdads sing is in theaters now. It's trivia time. Where the Crawdads Sing features a song by the one and only Taylor Swift. She said she was inspired reading the book and knew she wanted to write a song specifically for the main character, Kaya. Now, Swift has penned and performed plenty of other songs that have been used in movies, but which of the following Taylor Swift songs was not featured on a movie soundtrack? Today was a fairy tale, Champagne Problems, or Safe and Sound. Stick around for that answer, as well as our top two picks and soundbite of the week. What to Watch will be right back.
3: Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting.
1: Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, price Priceline. Welcome back to EW's What to Watch. It's almost time to go back to Gilead, or are we? After the explosive events on the previous season finale of The Handmaid's Tale, June is now ready for battle when the show returns in September for Season 5. Serena, on the other hand, seems to be showing up at pretty much every turn, and soon enough she might find out what June has done. You could cut the tension with a knife in the new teaser that was recently released. It is our Soundbite of the Week.
0: You want to fight? Let's fight. Thanks for making me a fighter. Number
1: 2. All right, let's get ready to hit the road with John Cho for our number 2 pick. Don't make me go. Cho plays single father Max who after getting a fatal diagnosis takes his daughter Wally on a road trip to find her estranged mother. Now Wally doesn't know her dad is sick so the trip is full of family bickering and a parent and child making the time to get to know one another. Here's a little peek at this family's wonderful dynamic that is the heart of the movie. Don't even think about it. What if it's Glenn? What if it is?
2: You know I haven't heard from him in like over a day so what are you doing? Look at that, he's alive. Will you read it? If it looks like you shouldn't see it, then just stop.
0: I don't like this idea.
2: Well, if we had a normal, modern car, the console would automatically read the message and we would not be having this conversation right now.
0: You used to like vintage things.
2: What if he's telling me he lost a limb or something? it, It would be rude of me not to respond.
1: Stars John Cho and Mia Isaac have some really great chemistry as this father-daughter duo. Cho told us how director Hannah Marks helped craft that dynamic while they were on the road. We were shooting a road trip movie, and we were kind of on a road trip together.
0: (laughs) And we ended up doing a lot of the things to pass the time that you do on a road trip. Um, Getting to know one another, playing games, uh, trivia, singing snacking, (laughs) and then asking for bathroom breaks at the wrong time. Uh, So it was a lot of uh, 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 art imitating life there. But also, I have to say, uh, Hannah was very good at crafting a lot of those moments. Um, She she would communicate on those road trips through walkie-talkies. So we'd shoot on, on one end, and on the drive back, she said, let's keep it rolling, and we'll just
1: improv you guys playing 20 questions. Not going to lie, those snacks are top priority for a good road trip. And this one will change Max and Wally's lives forever. It's a journey you will want to be shotgun for. Don't Make Me Go is available to stream on Amazon Prime Video right now. You can't prepare for everything in life. Or can you? Our number one pick asks that question... And answers it. It's the series debut of The Rehearsal. The new HBO show from comedian Nathan Fielder aims to help people conquer fears associated with big life events by rehearsing the interactions before they even happen. Through painstaking attention to detail, even down to recreating full models of restaurants and homes, Fielder creates fake scenarios for real people, and the outcome is absolutely hilarious, partly due to the deadpan and overly awkward character version that Fielder plays of himself. Here's a preview.
0: I've been told my personality can make people uncomfortable. Hey. How to make love all night. Oh, well, you know. I think we're going (laughs) to get along pretty well. (laughs) But I've learned that if you plan for every variable, a happy outcome doesn't have to be left to chance. This conversation's going pretty well. Yes. So that's no accident. Everything that's happened today, (laughs) I've rehearsed it. Hey. Hi. hi, Nathan. Dozens of times. Uh In a replica of your home. This is what we can do for you, you and you.
3: You know, just off the top of my head, I would say, sure, let's go with it. This is going to be fun. It will be.
0: My goal is for your rehearsal to reflect reality. The government has Sasquatch liaisons. (laughs) I love you, Daddy. With this show, if your performance isn't accurate, you could ruin someone's life.
3: This is all sort of absurd.
0: Keep him crying, don't let up. Okay. I'd rather tell you something. I
3: don't want to talk to you again. Do you find it's been healthy for you here?
0: Mm. Are you sure you want to do this? I don't really like lying to people.
2: You're a liar.
0: Yeah, neither do I. You're a Woolly Wonka, and I'm Charlie Bucket. I'm the bad guy. In well, Iron- but he's a dream maker. Okay. And you're doing you're making some dreams happen but for me. But the kids died in the factory? Well, they sp- supposedly died. I'd... I'll I'll read the book again just to to, to look into it. Here.
1: Fielder's previous Comedy Central series, Nathan For You, followed a similar premise in which Fielder plays the same awkward version of himself, but instead attempts to help small business owners gain success through outlandish schemes and experiments. And now we will see how he can plan out people's actual lives. Watch the series debut of the rehearsal Friday night at 11 on HBO. And finally, today, the answer to our trivia question, which of these Taylor Swift songs was not featured on a movie soundtrack? Today was a fairy tale, Champagne Problems, or Safe and Sound? Well, pop a bottle if you got this one right. The answer is Champagne Problems. Today was a fairy tale was featured on the soundtrack for the 2010 rom-com Valentine's Day, in which Swift also starred. And Safe and Sound became an indie favorite after it was featured on the soundtrack This episode of What to Watch was written by Callie Shep and Alamon Johannes, edited by Lauren Klein, produced by Ashley Boucher, hosted and produced by Jared Hall, and executive produced by Chanel Johnson. What to
0: Watch